I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And this is our Armageddon edition of Computer <laughs> Talk with Tab. The end of the world is here. And uh, happy to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns as you cuddle up in quarantine with your computer and all the technology necessary to cuddle up with anything at home here because you're, we're not going anywhere, I guess, these days. Um, so feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. If you're anywhere in the country, 800-966-WTIC. We'll pay the freight. Give us a ring. And uh, happy to chat with you if you're listening on the stream over at radio.com. And... Uh, and uh, talk to you guys about your computer issues, comments, and problems with your technology. So we have uh, we have some news, and some of it's related to, of course, our lovely coronavirus. Um, there, uh, if you look at Krebs on security, Brian Krebs has got a great article that is talking about what the bad guys are doing to infect you while this is going on. And it's ironic, right? They're infecting you with malicious software while you're looking at infections quote-unquote, across the globe. And they're using the John Hopkins University map that talk about total infected uh, folks versus the deaths and all that. And what they're doing is these cyber criminals are, char- are offering a kit for 200 whole bucks. You can be a cyber criminal too. And you can embed the live, real John Hopkins data into your malicious website. And then while the while you folks are surfing around trying to find this information out, you land on the wrong page, a malicious site like this. You'll get real data from John Hopkins, but you'll also get a nice payload that's still your passwords. Right? <laughs> so this is the reason, just to make this crystal clear, why we recommend open DNS as your DNS services so that you are not able to go to the malicious site. Right, you're going to be trying to click on a, the bad site that the bad the hacker created, but but OpenDNS won't let you go there because why? It's malicious, and that's the idea of, of OpenDNS. It'll prevent you from from hitting these sites and uh, and uh, infecting your system. So with coronavirus going on here, just like Anna Kornikova, if you remember that virus, right? <laughs> Cute blonde. Everybody went there and got infected. Uh, same type of thing. There's so many different viruses based on what the topic is of the of the moment and uh right now it's it's coronavirus so be sure 
you're going to the site you want to go to. If somebody sent you a link, don't assume they did their due diligence and sent you a clean link. Don't assume something in Facebook meme or whatever you're clicking on is a good, clean link because so many people just click away without paying attention. So many of them are operating without the safety net of OpenDNS or a service like that uh, to protect them from malicious sites. So be careful. Practice safe surfing <laughs> while you're out there. And I'll put the link here for you. You can read the story from Brian. He does a great job over at Krebs on Security. We'll put that link up there for you. Do you have anything, Bob, you want to talk about? Oh, man, I got a bunch. Yeah. So where do I go from? I Trump, don't know. Trump signs law burying rural carriers from using Huawei gear. <laughs> no. Bill Gates steps down from Microsoft's board of directors. Yeah, it's about time. Password managers are great until you lose the password ma- to your password manager. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. And then I got a whole bunch on Tesla and... Well, well, do I, the password manager. I one. tried to avoid coronavirus, but mm. I got one that was interesting. Okay. So yeah, go ahead. The corona? Yeah, what the heck? And it is the Armageddon that'll show. That'll be my first and last. <laughs> okay. I promise. Anyway, at a smart hospital in Wuhan, oh, wait a minute, coronavirus care at one Chinese hospital got totally taken over by robots. Right. At a smart hospital in Wuhan, robots- The epicenter, the epicenter of the virus. I know China started. doesn't want to hear about it, yes. but yes, it's the Wuhan virus. We're going to say it. I don't care. <laughs> it is your virus, guys. Stop at- eating that crazy stuff in those wet markets. Go ahead. Okay. At a smart hospital in Wuhan, robots stepped in to take vital signs, deliver meds, disinfect the facility, and entertain quarantine patients. Yep. For a few days earlier this week, robots completely took over the smart hospital, field hospital in Wuhan, China, set up to offer exhausted human healthcare workers release relief as right. they care for coronavirus patients nonstop. Mm-hmm. At the entrance, 5G-powered uh, temperature measurement devices, probably uh, Wu, uh, uh, Huawei. Huawei. Huawei 5G. Yeah, okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> set up uh, to offer exhausted human health care workers relief as they care for coronavirus patients nonstop. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, the devices flag patients displaying fever symptoms. Other robots... Some humanoid and mm-hmm. others, uh, bi- basic boxy type, work 24-7 measuring heart rates and blood oxygen levels via smart bracelets and rings worn by patients. The bots delivered medication, patrolled and cleaned infected areas, led patients in exercises, and even performed robo-dances robo to entertain bored quarantine patients. Yeah, yeah. So uh, CloudMinds Technology, a SoftBank-backed uh, startup based in Beijing that provides cloud-based systems for robots, donated Mm -hmm. the bots to the hospital. Yeah, let's see if this works. We'll try it on a few patients. (laughs) What could go wrong? A trial effort set up in a converted sports center in partnership with China Mobile Mm -hmm. and Wuhan Wuchang Hospital. Medical staff, the flesh and blood kind, directed and controlled the robots remotely via an information management platform that includes a gamified control platform. I can just see them trying to give take your temperature, and they're sticking the thermometer, and they poke you in the eye or something. Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> featuring digital twins for each individual robot. Yeah. The hospital opened Saturday featuring, featuring 12 sets of robots plus other smart devices, but has since closed along with the rest of Wuhan's temporary hospitals as the coronavirus risk across the greater Wuhan area mm-hmm. appeared to dissipate, and regular hospitals were able to accommodate new cases. Still, the short-lived program highlights how robots are pitching in to relieve and keep safe strained human workers racing to cope with the pandemic. So basically you need gamers now. You just need gamers to be medicine, you know, just to control the robot. The robot will know what to do, and then you just got to point the game... 
You Doctors and nurses that do gaming. There you go. <laughs> Hopefully they didn't do too much of that because they were studying. But uh, now you just need the gamers who didn't do any studying at all to direct the, the smart robots. <laughs> so robots do not carry diseases and robots can be easily disinfected. Bill Huang. CloudMind CEO and founder well, told a CNBC reporter. Have they watched month. Westworld? Are they sure about that? <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, there's more to the story, yeah, but yeah. I thought it was very interesting. And yeah. that's my last coronavirus story <laughs> very of the day. Good. Well, I got a little bit more. So, in our practice, you got to remember that you know what we're experiencing here is a you know a disaster of our own making as far as shutting everything down. So, if you're in a business, right, what are you going to do? And uh, we have a large practice, obviously, as a as a as tab computer system supporting many hundreds of businesses. And now everyone's saying, hey, how do I can how do I work from home? This is something I have to configure for everybody. Well, I'm sorry, but you understand that I don't know what disaster plan you you came up with, but having, you know, fifty people work the same as they were in the office from home is probably not going to work. So when you're sitting down thinking about disasters, and the last disaster we had having to do with work had to do with a snowstorm in October for a week. Uh, that's the last disaster. And everyone went out and bought a generator. And by the way, we haven't turned them on since. But that's another story. Um, when you mitigate for your disaster, you have to understand what a disaster is. Decide within your business how many people need to operate effectively. Because an internet connection is not the same as a local connection to your resources. And you got to keep that in mind. This is this, you, have to, you have to understand what a disaster is, how you're going to mitigate for it. And when you try to stuff all your people down your internet connection to have them work remotely at the same time, it may not work. And if you haven't configured them in the past, I mean, I can't tell you how many calls we're getting. Hey, I need to set up to work remotely. You know, the problem is just the instructions and the configurations are all different depending on the uh, the system you're dealing with. And it just not doesn't take 20 seconds to configure your whole entire staff to work remotely. <laughs> so, so You mean you can't just go home and turn on your computer and then it works? Yeah, no, it doesn't work the same way. So imagine your computer when it's connected to the server at work is at a thousand lane highway and you've got plenty of bandwidth to get access to that data. But when you connect over the internet, over broadband, let's say it's a hundred megabit connection. That's like a country road. And you're all fit and trying to stuff down that country road versus your thousand-lane beautiful highway you had internally. So it's not going to be the same. Things are going to work more slowly. Please understand that you need to have the resources in place prior to the disaster. <laughs> you can't do it during the disaster. <laughs> you got to have it in place prior to the disaster. And the, the thing is, you're not going to, you're not generally not going to spend the money to mitigate for something like this because, again, just as my example in, in uh, October. We haven't turned on the generator since that last disaster. <laughs> well, I think that's a mistake because you're supposed to run it at least once a month to make you know sure it's going to work. Yes, you're, <laughs> you could have maintained it, but you never turned it on to use it. Well, so okay. I see the I'll phones. Let you, I'll let you slide on that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I see the phones are ringing, so we're going to take a quick break here and get to your calls. We'll have two lines open after Matt gets these two calls: eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. We'll be right back. the great Armageddon program. We've been there on, this, uh, on, this, on the air here for 25 years and have been through Y2K. We've been through all sorts of, of uh, crises, and here's the, the next one. And uh, 
We'll see how we weather this storm, which I suspect will weather it perfectly, perfectly fine, um, as we have weathered all the other storms. You know, if we have any younger listeners, they may not even remember Y2K. Well, they probably don't. They don't even remember <laughs> H1N1. Nobody seems to remember H1N1 back in 2009, but we won't go there. Well, how about SARS? <laughs> what was that? Uh, so uh, it's we have very short memories as humans, especially American humans. Um, because our life is so nice and fluffy and cushy. <laughs> Any kind of disruption, and everybody buys all the milk and bread and toilet paper up all at the same time. But figuring nobody will come tomorrow to deliver more milk, bread, and toilet paper. But that's a whole other problem. Let's get to your calls. We're going to get to uh, help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. We'll go to Joe in Torrington next. Joe, what's up? Uh, yeah, I called about three weeks ago with a wiring problem on my Lenovo IdeaPad. Yeah, you had a pretty specific issue, Joe. Joe. You had yeah. taken it apart, from my recollection, and we're hoping we would know where the wire went, right? Right. Well, I got that figured out. Hey, good for you. So, uh, Where did you then, find it? Did you actually find the uh, manual we told you to look for? No, I worked with some guys on YouTube. Oh, they found it. Out. Nice. And then, uh, well, anyway, I went to start it up. It started up and everything, but uh, black screen. Oh, so maybe no, it's not so fixed. No windows. So then I uh, reset the BIOS, mm-hmm. and it all came back. But on the bottom of the screen, the little icon says no battery detected. Okay. And uh, I went to the uh, device manager and clicked on the batteries, and I get nothing on the battery thing. All it tells me is uh, scan. I scanned it. And no, no results. Well, certainly you might still have a wire you missed. There's a wire missing somewhere. <laughs> um, or it uh, became somehow disconnected. Yeah. And may need to be resoldered. Or which I, is a problem. Well, I checked my connection on the battery. I reconnected it uh, two or three times, and it's still the battery's like three years old. Okay. I mean, could it be bad? I. That's what I'm th- wondering. You know, if. It could be. I mean, that's a common thing that occurs if the battery is bad. Um, it happens in laptops. And because you can't tell if this, you don't, your premise is flawed in that you don't know if this machine is even healthy or not still. You don't know if it's misdetecting the battery, a healthy detector, a healthy battery, or it needs to have a new battery. So that right. could be something you have to buy to find out, Joe, when you're swapping out components. That is a typical approach to, yeah. to the troubleshooting. Have to get a new battery and try it, huh? I think you might have the only chance there. Other than that, is to reopen the whole computer and see where you might maybe miss a wire because you had really torn this thing apart, no, right? The wire, the, 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 the wiring. I have no issue with the wire. I think All right. I know I have it right. You know? All right, I love it. Yeah, very. Uh, that's awesome. But but it's uh, and if I and I reset the BIOS, everything came up. Nice. Nice boots right up, no problems. And it's just that I had that, had that nuisance icon on the bottom, and I can't uh, get the battery to to connect with it. Well, the other thing, too, is you, is this something you really use mobily, or you just leave it sitting on a desk? Well, it's my daughter's computer, and she uses it because uh, she's in real estate, so she takes it around, you know? Oh, okay. Well, then you're going to have to get that battery working. Yeah. Um, so it's either going to have to be get a new battery to see if that's the last step here and right. move on, or finally punt. <laughs> where, do, where, do, where, where do you recommend getting a battery? It's an older laptop, right? Right. It's a Lenovo IdeaPad 110-15. I think Lenovo does have a spare parts 
um, website you could probably try. Most yeah. of these manufacturers do. Like there's HP spare parts, there's Lenovo spare parts, I suspect. Right. You should be. We can try to find that website for you and post it if we can find the Lenovo spare parts. You'd, you'd see if they have anything in stock. And uh, hopefully it's a battery. There are battery sites that are specialized that specialize in batteries. Right. Um, so you could just do a, a search on the battery part number. Is it, is it good to get the uh, OEM battery, or is there substitutes? Sir? I would tell you to get the cheapest one you can get, considering that it may not still work afterwards. Right. So you know OEM is usually the best because if, if you're looking for more reliability. But right. if you're looking for just a quick check to see if the battery is the issue or not, I would get right. the, just the cheapest one available. Okay. Yeah, we have a we have a parts lookup link we'll put up there for you today. Okay. All right. Thank you. <clears throat> you're welcome. Good luck. I'm glad you got the other thing working, Joe. Good yeah, for you. It was a it was a it was a quite a job. <laughs> well, your daughter owes you something, maybe. Yeah, but you know. uh, it's good learning experience. Yeah, and you t- you tackled something pretty uh pretty uh difficult. Yeah. Okay. Good for you. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. So Joe actually got that wire connected using YouTube. YouTube is amazing. YouTube has a lot of amazing uh, <laughs> videos how to do stuff. It really does. And Except yeah, you, you have to watch the whole thing because I tried to defrost an ice maker once. I don't know if I told you this story. And I stuck a hair dryer up the uh, the uh, not the, yeah the ice maker coming out of a refrigerator. Right. It was clogged and I I melted everything. <laughs> <laughs> You got to do it gently. What do I know? <laughs> Clearly, I'm I'm not mechanically inclined. Um, let's go to Gary and Avon. Hey, Gary. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Uh, great show. Thanks. I've been listening since day one. Oh wow, thank you. Uh, but I got a problem, and I'm hoping you can help me with it. We'll try. Okay. First, there's two questions. Number one is with the coronavirus being a respiratory disease, why are people cleaning out toilet paper? <laughs> it has to do with them being potentially quarantined, I think. Somebody said <sighs> everyone's going to be quarantined. I don't know what they're thinking. <laughs> it's just crazy. I mean, just, I, everyone's got to take a deep breath. I think people are stocking up so they can sell it on the black market. I don't know. <laughs> I think so. I think it's so. Com- but it's not like they're going to have the ability to do that. It's coming in a truck tomorrow. I know. <laughs> It's just kooky. But at any rate, the real reason I called yeah. is I replaced my laptop this year. Yeah. Uh, I had a Lenovo uh, laptop that was doing fine, but it was seven years old, getting yeah. time to replace it. Mm-hmm. I got a, um, a Dell Inspiron 7590. Mm-hmm. It's uh, an i7. Wow. Uh, it's, it's really a great computer. Yeah. Um, the only trouble I'm having is it it doesn't like to connect to my Linksys router. Okay, and that's just a recent issue? Well, almost since I bought it. Oh. Everything else I've got in the house, telephones, tablets, uh, Roku devices connect to it just fine. They never have any problem. Yep. This one, it probably 90% of the time when I go and open it up, Mm-hmm. It tells me, you know, that there's no internet connection. Yeah. And I'll right click on the sys tray and troubleshoot. It it goes through its thing troubleshooting and it always comes back with uh a default gateway not recogn or not available. Right, which is your which is your Linksys router's IP address. Yes. Right. But it always corrects it, and yep. then I'm fine mm-hmm. until I close the lid and 
come back later. So what do you think, Bob? Is his network settings not holding? I would say, have you done a dull um, update? Yes, a couple of them. All of them. I mean, especially like your networking stuff, your wireless in particular. Yep, yep. You've done that? Every time one comes available, I, I, you know, and and weekly I'll go through the uh, Dell Assist and... Okay and try to update anything that's out there. Does your Linksys router offer you both the 2.4G and the 5G connection? It does. Are you connecting 5G on this laptop or 2.4? You know, that I can't tell you. Okay. So that's important, though. Um, Because certain... I I punted my last firewall because my 5G stopped working and it started to have trouble on the 2.4G. So if you're trying to connect to a 5G connection... You need to. We need to have you confirm that, and then maybe have you try to connect to the 2.4G SSID, uh, because it might be more friendly to that than it is being to your 5G. Or it could be that your, you know, your firewalls having issues. But if everything else works, it's probably not. The other thing you can do is go in and forget that wireless and reconnect. Reconnect, yeah. Try to forget it and try to reconnect. See if. Well, can we put you on hold, Gary? Because we're coming up against the hard break. Absolutely. All right, we'll put Gary on hold further. But this is something worth discussing. Uh, we'll continue with that and uh, get to more of your calls after this quick break. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. Can't touch nothing anymore. This is Computer Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch anything. <laughs> We're back. And uh, here to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and current. That was a good one, Matt. I like that. Uh, feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Somehow that guy becomes relevant all the time. Max, Matt's had all week to find these kind of well, things. Well, I gave him a few minutes this morning because uh, <laughs> this is my uh, recommendation for him, and he's doing a great job. Let's go back to your calls here. Back to Gary on the uh, in Avon with his wireless issue. You there, Gary? I'm still here. All right. So one of the things you need to do is to find out what your your wireless access point is putting out, right? You have to log into your Linksys yep. um, and get to the SSIDs of seeing if you're running a 2.4G and a 5G offering to your network. And the thing is, the SSID that you're that you're displaying could be the same. I recommend always designating the 2.4 SSID and the 5G SSID so that people know the difference. Because 5G okay. gets you more speed. That would be the network name? Yeah, the SSID that you're, that you're broadcasting, right? Because within the firewall itself, it lets you name your SSID. So it could be Gary's, Gary's Wi-Fi, right? And you, yep. can, you can choose Gary wi- Gary's Wi-Fi for both SSIDs, and that could be part of your problem that you don't know which one you're connecting to. And if the okay. 5G is having problems, like mine on my Lynx has had problems, uh, it wouldn't work, period. It just stopped working. Um, you could be trying to connect to a bad 5G or there's some other issues going on here with your router itself, except for the fact that your other devices work fine. They're probably connecting at the 2.4. Um, so that's so, step number one. So Go you ahead, could Bob. name it Gary's Wi-Fi 5, Gary's right. Wi-Fi 2, and then you know which one is which. Right. And, and that's effectively what I just did. I'm oh, in good. The, the Wi-Fi settings. Nice. And the, the uh, you know, I actually call my network design portal. So it's design portal two and design portal five. And I just hit apply and it came back with router not found. You applied it so you still can't get your computer, to your Dell to see either of the SSIDs. Well, 
just then, now I hit the, the detecting problems, yeah. resolving problems, retrieving, verifying that the problem Which one is it connecting to? That's the key. Is it? Do you think it's seeing the five or the, or the two? What's it trying to connect well, to? Well, while I was on hold, when I looked and the computer was using the five. Yeah, I had a feeling. Because all the other things you described want to work on 2.4. The Roku's in the, of the world will do better at distance at the 2.4 than the fives will. The fives is a, is a faster connection at a shorter distance. Okay. Now, just for the record, I've got a, an Xfinity um, Wi-Fi uh, box as well, and that's right. what I usually have the Roku's and the phones connected to. Oh, you're, the you're, Linksys, I, you're not. That's not fair, Gary. You acted like they're all connected to the router in question. Can, and they have no problem. Oh, okay, okay. But I try to keep them off the Linksys network because that's where my file server is. That's where my printer is. Okay. And I try to keep just the tablets and the computer. All right. On that one. I hear you. So you could try uh, running an elevated command prompt and do a nutshell windsock reset command. And and then you'd have to reboot your computer and see if that fixes it. It'll rebuild the windsock stack, the TCP/IP. You gotta rebuild your stack, Gary. Okay. That might work, but I, I think I think the clue not. here, though, Gary, is that you've kind of said you really are using the other device more often, so you know it's more reliable too. Because for you to know that the the Linksys is not the culprit, which it could very well be the culprit. Like I said, I replaced my home one. I had been running it for five plus years. I loved it, but then it started to flake out. And okay, and and I I was going to replace it, especially when you replaced yours. Yeah. But the fact that none of my other my devices have any trouble logging into it. I hear you. But held me back. I hear you. But again, which which. Which radio are they connecting to? The the two point four gig radio or the five G radio? Yeah, and if see, it, that that the, and again, my link says five G would not broadcast. It stopped, and the two point four started flaking. So yeah. these things eventually do that. They just they die. I put a new one in now, and it, literally my hair blows back. What little I have left when I'm in front of it with Wi Fi, it is that powerful. Um, sometimes you have to upgrade, and uh, you know you can you can try what what Bob said. And uh, see if that clears things up. I, I um, think you're going to replace the router. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> but my last question is: Can that Dell? It's a Dell, right? Yep. Can it connect to the uh, Infinity all the time perfectly? Yep. All right, then it's not the Dell. It's back to the router. That, and that's what's frustrating is I would just leave it set to the Xfinity router, except that my printer and my file server right. are all on the Linksys. Gary, you, you just confirmed that it's your your router, and while you're you, you're configured for OpenDNS, right? Yes. <clears throat> Good. Yes. So you're you're way ahead of the game. You seem to know what you're doing when it comes to the routers. I think you just need to buy a new one. Okay, that's what I, that's what I was kind of afraid of. <laughs> just run it through committee. Save the Nasdaq, like I used to say. Even though the Nasdaq has a long way to go, uh, buy a router. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. I guess that's what I got to do. All right, Gary. Hey guys, I th- I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Our pleasure, and thank you for listening. Okay. All right. Bye bye. I know. Um, yeah. Sometimes you just got to replace the device, and uh, he he seems like he's gone through the troubleshooting and just didn't want to come to that. Trust me, I didn't want to do it either. My kids were bugging me because it was dropping, and then when it bought, when it's when our Wi-Fi at home started affecting me, 
<laughs> then I was like, okay, I guess I got my router. So I'm just like everybody else, right? When it affects me, it's oh, kids are like, Dad, it keeps dropping. Ah, you're crazy. It's not dropping. Then it didn't. Then our TV upstairs started doing it, the, the old circle. I'm like, okay, I'll change out the router. Um, I, I amazingly got that through committee really easily. Let's go to Alan in Glastonbury. Hey, Alan. Oh, good morning. Good morning. Um, my 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 phone just just but beat me, and I I have a feeling it may be running out of minutes. So this is scary. Oh no! But uh, I I have a, a Panasonic Toughbook. It's an older one. Yeah. Um, and I'm running. It was updated to uh, Windows 10 uh, mm-hmm. by the by the person I bought it from. Okay. Um, I've been having it was running fine, but I've been having problems lately, and that I wanted. Oh no! He just he went. I he just clicked his phone. Did just die of minutes. Hopefully, Gary will call back because I have no idea what he wants to do. Ah, uh, technology. It's funny. Uh, we're going to go to a quick break, anyways. But uh, on the same line of that, uh, FCC Chairman Ajit Pai said ISPs are pledging to open up free Wi-Fi, waive late fees, and refrain from cutting off customers who can't pay their bills. I don't know if Gary didn't pay his bill or not. Um, but the internet's going to be taking a strain as all the folks out there try to connect remotely to do their work. And all these carriers have, quote-unquote, pledged not to cut you off. Now, we've heard the stories of Verizon's unlimited Wi-Fi, unlimited data they had over there in California, and the firefighters out there fighting the fire ran out of their unlimited data <laughs> <laughs> and weren't able to do their job. Now, here it looks like uh, the FCC is going to make these guys uh, not cut you off uh, if for some reason you can't afford your bill um, while you're cranking up your data usage on whatever method you're using to remote into whatever you're remoting into do. So you don't suppose you reach the limit of your unlimited data. <laughs> right. We don't want that. They don't want that to happen to you. With, I mean, when you hear all these numbers of different unlimited plans, the word unlimited is simply unlimited. Why, how can you have a different plan that's unlimited? <laughs> it's all you can eat well, except for you can only unlimited? eat one of those. I mean, you know, yeah, you can only have one shrimp and you can only have a maybe a one steak. It's unlimited, but you can connect all you want. You just can't get any data. <laughs> it's, crazy. it's unlimited connections, not unlimited data. That's yeah, crazy. <laughs> we'll put that link up there. That story too. You can take a look at that. We'll step out for a quick break as we wait to get to your calls. Eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTICs. Three lines open. Feel free to get online, 896. Oh, I just told you that. And uh, we'll help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Everything we've talked about will be posted live over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. Mike G is posting it live over for you. Everything we've talked about, you do not need to think of it yourself. You don't need to, hey, what were those guys talking about? We don't want you to go to a bad link. Go to our our site. Get the, get the clean links. That way you're not going to make an error and find yourself in a dark corner of the Internet. We'll be right back. Yes, we're all toxic. Here in the uh, new reality, feel free to get online. Don't touch anything. Oh boy! <laughs> Sneeze into your elbow, please. Mm. And uh, sneeze into your elbows—that'd be a good trick. The inside of your, the other side. What's the other side of your elbow called? I don't know. What the crook? Sneeze into the crook. Oh, I thought it was the shoulder. You were supposed. You can't to sneeze anything. into your shoulder. I can't turn my neck like that. Yeah, you can't. Now you're gonna miss half your face. Is gonna have the stuff flying. You can't sneeze. <laughs> what book did you read? Aren't you watching? Wash your hands. Sneeze into the other side of your elbow, which is, I think, the crook. It's gotta be called the crook of your elbow arm, isn't it? 
I don't, I don't know. I don't know. What's that called? I'm not, we'll have to ask Dr. Alessi. Yeah, we'll ask him. Uh, but feel free to get online. Three lines open for you. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And uh, let's get to your calls. We've got John in Enfield with an issue. Morning, John. Uh, how you doing? Good morning, guys. Doing fine. Good. Um, I'm a teacher, and just all of a sudden, uh, like two days ago, I had to pull a document. And yeah. when I went to Word, now I get this error message. I can't access any old documents or anything. I'm not sure why. You can't access them. Where are they? They're on my hard drive. I have a desktop, and they're just stored. It's um, Microsoft Word. That's where I put most of my documents. Yep. And now Office, so I'll click on just to open any document that was saved there or just to click on Word itself, and I get this message. Um, finally, it, it says for – I took a picture with my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, what it'll say at the end, uh, let me see. So it says C program files, common files, Microsoft. It goes through everything. It'll say error status 0XC0000121F period. It says bad image, but it won't let me open. It's like it's frozen. It was Uh-oh. never installed. And now the, the files that I need for work. It's. I don't know what I need to do. Do I need to reinstall Office or? Do nope. you have Do you have a backup? Uh, I may on this. I don't know if I bothered installing it because I never expected this. Okay. Problem. Wait. 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 <laughs> stop. Before you, you never expected the problem. Never expected not to be able to open the file that I opened the day before. So okay, but this okay, uh, this is exactly the the reason people get burned by not having backups is because the one thing I can predict with computers over the past my career. Yeah. They will fail. Yeah. And they'll either fail because your hard drive is failing. They'll yep. fail because you've got ransomware and encrypted everything. Yep. They'll fail because your RAM failed. They'll fail for all sorts of reasons. So I think people really should expect it to fail. And when you say you'd never expect it to fail, I just want to make sure people understand you should expect it to fail. Yep. And prepare. Yep. And uh, so just, I just want to make sure folks understood that. So if yeah. you have a backup... You, go ahead, Bob. Okay. I well, think his hard drive is fried. That's just well, me. The, the first thing that I wanted to say was, yeah. do you have a backup? Yeah. Because then you could get the file. The other point I was trying to make was, what I think's going on is, you have a corrupted file yep. because of or a bad spot. Area. Yeah. Yeah. Because of a bad spot on your hard drive, right. which if you go and do a check disk, it'll set that aside, but you still lose your file that were on there. Okay. Yeah. And the other thing is, is generally when you have that happen. The rest of the hard drive is going to be very soon to follow. So you have a limited amount of time to do if you wanted to do a clone, to clone it over, which is the easiest way to do it. Otherwise, you're going to end up rebuilding. You've got to replace the hard drive. Right. That's what we're thinking. Now, the other awful thing that could be occurring is you are becoming encrypted. Yeah. That's so. Should I just say dump this one and go for a new one, or what would be the best thing and easiest thing to do? How old's your computer? It's about three years old now. Ah. It's, you know, it's. It's okay. It works good, but I yeah. only paid two, three hundred bucks too. So yeah, so that's the other issue, right? Two or three hundred dollars. The components are cheap. Okay, they're not going to last as long as a eight or nine or even a thousand dollar computer. Period. Yeah. I Period. Don't wanna, I don't want to corrupt what's on. I'm scared of going too many places too because I don't want to corrupt other files. There's you know all my bank and everything on here. So yeah. What what would be the best thing? Look for a new hard or hard drive. Yeah, I would tell you right now, John, is to do another backup, not to the piece of media you already used as your backup, to another 
Target. A hard disk, a DVD, uh, like a CD or something? A hard drive. I think a hard disk or a thumb drive, depending on how much data you have, would be what I'd recommend. Yeah. So run out down to Staples and grab an external hard driver that's yeah. large enough to cover your data and just copy the data off to that drive. Yeah. And do you have another computer in the home? Uh, yeah, I do. I, I brought the laptop home because it's, um, you know, I brought that because I was worried about getting my files. Yes. Right. So then once you've copied the data to that external hard drive that I'm talking about, plug that hard drive into your laptop and see if you can see the files, see how, how healthy they are. Okay. All right. Then you'll know where you stand as far as your data. Then, yes, you can take that. You can do a check. You can do a check disk. You can do some drive um, diagnostics to see if the drive is failing on your machine. Yeah. Probably is the way I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. And then just get a new hard drive. Uh, for the machine, you're going to put that in. You're going to have to reload your operating system. So hopefully you have your disks or access to your software, which might be problematic. If it's early enough on, you could use disk cloning software and clone it and then right. just swap it in and out. But the corruption will will be cloned. You'll have bad files yes, cloned Yes, but then over. you can get rid of it. See, yeah, the yeah, problem yeah. is when you run check disk or this disk diagnostic, right. it's running, and actually you're corrupting more files as it's running. If the, yeah. Because it's failing further. But even the copy can cause that. Sure, even, true. Even the backup we're recommending can not help you because right. you're already too far gone. But once you've copied the bad files, then your check disk will fix that, and, and right. it'll be over because you'll have a healthy drive. Right, and you still may. So do you, do you see our uh, options here for you, John? Do a backup again to another piece of media. Then you can also try reloading Word and doing a check disk to see if you can kind of target this drive and get it operational again. But you probably have to reload Word yeah. uh, because it's probably corrupt. The Whatever that's sitting on the drive is in a bad spot. And then after that, you can take the sledgehammer and say, okay, I'm putting a new drive in there, reloading my operating system, and then reloading the uh, Word and Excel and all that stuff. That would be your final step. So what I wanted to say was the advantage of having um, of cloning the disk is that you would have an uncorrupt, more than likely an uncorrupted uh, restore partition. Right. And, and they would have, the, hopefully, the files on there that I could eventually access. Hopefully. If they're not corrupt already, there's nothing we can do about it. Okay. Um, that's so it's either then, like you say, make a backup, a clone, and yep. then if I can, reinstall a new drive, and yep. and then if worse is worse, then get a new one, I guess. Yeah, and again, a three hundred dollar computer is not the same. It's not the same thing as a thousand dollar computer at a discount. It's just not. All right, I appreciate all your help. At no. least I didn't want to go too far with you know what I'm saying, corrupting more or anything like that. So. Yep. The more you use the hard drive, if it's failing, is going to continue to corrupt your data if it's just starting to fail. All right. I appreciate it. Thank right. you very much. You're welcome, John. So that's the, kind of the problem. you got to have the backup before you have the corruption or before you have the ransomware, before you have the failure. The key is to get it fixed and not try to work through and work through until it gets to the point to where now the computer is blue screened and you, know, you can't recover the data and you can't you know, clone it. You, right. There'll you, be no, no recovery. You just put in a new uh, hard drive and reload from scratch, which is very labor intensive. Exactly. All right, let's go to Steve in Hamden. Hamden, what's going on, Steve? Morning, Eric. Good morning, Bob. Morning. I was going to talk about a couple analogous sci-fi things okay. to go along with this. All right. One was um, The Day the Earth Stood Still, that 50s film, yep. when the whole Earth stops right. for yep. like 20 minutes. Only, of course, this is going to be a little longer. Mm-hmm. And then another one's a classic Star Trek episode, the one called Miri where all the older people get the disease and the youngsters all survive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, then they turn older and older and older? Or is that a different one? I can't remember that one specifically. Oh, no, that one's, that one's a different one. Oh, That's okay. the one when they go to that planet and yeah. Chekhov goes in, he gets all freaked out, and he, he ends up 
somehow surviving because of that. Because of the adrenaline? Yeah. And then I got an Elon Musk thing. Oh, go ahead. What do you got? Real quick. Yeah. I know you got a break coming. Yep. Um, it's funny how he keeps complaining about the Earth, you know, decaying, and it's time to get out into space and go to Mars. Right. And at the same time, he's got these big, gigantic spaceships going through the Earth's atmosphere, and they're spewing out more pollution than ever, and it's almost <laughs> like he's speeding up the whole thing. Yeah, doesn't he, didn't he chuck a roadster spinning around out there, too? I mean, just to throw a car out there. Have it banging around the atmosphere. I mean, I'd, I'd be worried if I have a well, satellite. It's in space. It's not in the atmosphere. It's not in the atmosphere, but is it, isn't it orbiting? No, I think it's just going out. Uh, you think if it actually is free he, of they our... They push that out. It's heading out into the I want to check that. I think that's fake limits. news. I think it's spinning around. Yeah, I, I don't, don't think it's orbiting. I think it's uh, going to the outer limits. It's going to decay like the old space station did, and we're going to have a roadster well, coming down the other thing, getting to his point, is yeah. they're putting up more and more because he's got to get those little satellites up there. Right. He's got to get them a certain number in by a certain time deadline right. or yeah. he can't do them. Talk about pollution. But you know what, Steve? I mean, literally, my wife and I went to the grocery store on Thursday just to buy just, just a regular groceries. We're, we're not doing the freak-out grocery store buy. We're just doing a regular grocery store buy. And I felt a little dystopian looking at all the shelves. I mean, we all have this weird, creepy feeling that our fellow man is off the deep end, you know, of just grabbing everything. I every- went through it. I was just looking for one or two items. I'm on this cholesterol-free meal plan, and it includes oatmeal. Yeah. And I go to stuff and shop, and I'm looking for the old-fashioned oats, and it was completely cleared out. All the other oatmeals were there, the quick oats and everything else, but the one I wanted. And yeah. I was lucky. There was just one left. I got it. <laughs> but isn't that, it's just this, this weird thing. Like, people think it's all going to stop. Why do people hoard? I, I mean, know. you know. It's just my dad was a clinical psychologist with a PhD. He he would always say all human behavior can be explained and predicted. Yeah, I mean it's like wow. I mean we are just ready to jump. I mean, boom, let's go all together now. <laughs> so yeah, so, thanks for the uh, lighthearted call there, you're, Steve. You're welcome. All right, Bye-bye. bye. Bye. Uh, you know. It is It is what it is. We're living through the end times, I guess. Feel free to get online. Three lines open for you. Although I don't believe it. I'll tell you, they've never come. <laughs> they've been predicted. I mean, hell, Bop, they were drinking Kool-Aid and wearing purple jumpers and, and, uh, and sneakers. They thought it was the end time because a comet was flying over. I got to say, there's an old <laughs> Chinese curse. Yeah, I know. I know. May you always live in interesting times, and we certainly are. (laughs) And it did. It came from the Chinese too. Hmm. Interesting. Um, Funny how that happens. But feel free to get online, guys. Eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC, and uh, we'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Everything we've talked about will be posted live over at computertalkwithtab.com, which is the name of the show. Dot com, which also works. And if you like us on Facebook, if you like Tab Computer Systems on Facebook, you can go ahead and get your information to your newsfeed. Also, I wanted to let you guys know, Tab is hiring. We have been trying to find workers for a while. Uh, where are you guys? If you'd like to come work for a great company, either as a server engineer or as a road technician, and you want to come work for a company that really values their employees, give us a jingle, man. We're looking for people, and uh, we're looking for a bunch of them. We're real busy. We need some people. So feel free to go to our website at Tab Computer Systems and go over to the careers page and uh, let us know if you'd like to come work for us. We'd be happy to have you. We'll be right back.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 